Have you got a bad habit that you just can't change? Or even worse, an addiction that's insidious and just completely destroying you? In conjunction with Alcohol Awareness Week, Troy tells us his story. Troy, can you define what a drinking problem was for you? For me, it was a situation where I didn't feel any relief unless I had a drink. It made me feel, uh, to quote the word, normal. Um, it got to the point in the end that I had to have a drink in the morning to actually physically feel well and also to try and reduce my anxiety. I couldn't go and do anything without having a drink. I had to have a drink for a glass of confidence. When did that start happening? Did you notice a time when it started? or? Yeah, I used to... I, I worked in construction and I had a boss that would take us to the pub every lunchtime. Yep. And I did that for a good couple of years. And then it just... One morning I picked up a drink in the morning because I'd obviously was hung over and it made me feel a lot better so I continued to do that not thinking I had a problem um, and then it, yeah it pretty much came to a head I ended up having a heart attack really at, I was 32 wow um, so it ended up that once that happened I tried to stop drinking I stopped for 19 days Yep. I'd been helped to detox in hospital and I didn't have any support to to stop drinking. So the, the addiction got me. Did you have a family at that time? No. I'd, I'd um, broken up with my partner. We, we'd been together 14 years and I... She found someone else. So I ended up, I was actually living in a tent in a caravan park at the time when I had my heart attack. Right. And I was tree lopping at the time, so I had the heart attack at work. So I knew I had a problem for a lot of years, and I couldn't see a way out. And my partner was in addiction for other drugs, and so there was that thing of, well, I do my thing, you do your thing, and then, you know, the, she couldn't criticise me, I couldn't criticise her, so it, it was destructive for both of us. What about, did you have children? Yeah, yeah, I have got kids, yeah. And did they ever say things to you? Yeah, my, my second oldest used to call VB Vomit Breath. They didn't really see it as a bad thing in the way that I was a functioning alcoholic, if if there's such a thing. And um, I always still did stuff with them, but I had to always have a drink with me. And 
I think the things that will probably affect them will be the things that I don't remember, the blackouts. Right. When I'd have an argument with my partner and yell and scream and carry on and that's time I've got all that to face. Yes. As I move further along in my recovery. Just going back quickly to when you were at school, at high school, and then when you first started your job, how would you define your personality? Were you? I was a bit of a loner. Um, I, I've now been diagnosed with a few mental health problems that probably would have been useful to be medicated for when I was young uh-huh. to not reach the point of how I felt. Uh, I I always had a relationship with a girl, yeah. uh, perhaps a codependent type situation. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't a very social person. Okay. And when I was, it wasn't me. That wasn't really me. What, you just didn't feel comfortable or...? No, I... I my um, personality's just like that. I, my favourite thing to do is go out in the bush by myself. And yeah, yeah, cool. Go camping. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, that's, that's okay. I sort of thought I was, there was something wrong with me. No. I mean, I love doing that too myself sometimes, you know. it's That's definitely uh, something that's uh, very okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, I've realised that now. And um, the obviously the help I've got in recovery has really helped me to to own my part of, you know, my mistakes. So what actual steps are you taking for this to be completely in the past? I'm in a residential rehab uh, with the Salvation Army. Yeah. Uh, I've been here for nearly seven months and doing all the suggested things, such as attending AA meetings, and we we have a group every day, and working through our steps, we work through the 12 steps. Yep. And just keeping, keeping vigilance yes. as to the, the power of addiction it can, it's, as they say in AA, it's cunning, baffling and powerful. Yes, yeah. So it's being constantly aware and having my guard up against my own head. Tell me, what do you do then if something, if, if a thought comes that wants to lure you back into the past? Yeah, I, um, I've found spirituality in this program and I actually call upon my higher power yep. to get rid of the the thought which I associate with the with evil with the, the devil yes yeah. so I actually call call upon my higher power to relieve me of that God is good that right? temptation yeah yep yeah he really comes through when we call on him right yeah I, I really believe that yeah. And I came into the program not a very spiritual person. 
Yeah. And I've seen the miracles that that God can do for us. Wow. And I won't go back to that way of living because with with the drink comes uh, bad behaviour, basically. In the Bible, there's a great verse that says, when you seek me, you'll find me, when you seek me with all your heart. Yeah, I um, I feel confident. I'm under no illusion as to how insidious the disease is. Yes. That, that all it takes is for me to pick up that first drink. Yes. And I'm back to square one. And from the stories I've heard from people and from the workers, caseworkers and such, that when we go back, the rock bottom gets a lot lower each time. Yeah, right. It's something now that I feel I'm actually free for the first time really in my life. I I feel free from from addiction and from my own head. That's so exciting, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm everything in good time. I'm I'm happy to finish the program, do the ten and a half months, and we've committed ourselves to a we're doing a thousand k bike ride up to Tamworth and back. Fantastic. Yeah, and we're going to stop at high schools on the way and speak to the year ten. Year 11 kids about positive lifestyle choices and the damage that the wrong choices can do to our lives and our families' lives and society in general. It might be saving lives. Yeah, absolutely, you know? it will be. I have no doubt it will be, man. Yeah, you know, the in the program, we've had three guys die this year. Really? That have left and. It brings home the reality of it. Yeah. You know, this is life and death. That's right. Troy, thanks for your time. All right, no worries. Here's all I can say. You showed me the way. Troy is recovering from alcoholism in the Salvos program at Miracle Haven. Something else Troy said to me which was really interesting was he doesn't watch TV anymore because of how bad it is for him. And I know exactly what he means. If we're to be vigilant, it means guarding every area of our lives, including what we watch on TV. Light and Life from the Salvos. If you need help with an alcohol problem or you know someone who needs help, you can call the Salvos on 13 Salvos or go to salvos.org.au forward slash AAW, which stands for Alcohol Awareness Week.